0: John 1.5 says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. In this passage, light and darkness are metaphors. Light symbolizes true knowledge of spiritual things and freedom from the captivity of sin. Light symbolizes true knowledge of spiritual things and freedom from the captivity of sin. On the other hand, darkness symbolizes ignorance of spiritual things and imprisonment in the captivity of sin. Darkness symbolizes ignorance of spiritual things and imprisonment in the captivity of sin. Now, John is talking about when Jesus came into the world, into this world, and he came into a world of darkness. And then he suffered, he bled, he died and resurrected to bring light into this dark world. Now, this occurred over 2000 years ago. However, 2,000 years later, though his light continues to shine, the majority of the world is still in darkness. 2,000 years later, even though his light continues to shine, It's burning just as bright as it did when he came into the world and left. And it's still shining. But even though it's shining, the majority of the world is still in darkness. Because the world cannot comprehend the true knowledge of spiritual things. So here's the question. If the light has been shining for over 2000 years why does the majority of the world still remain in darkness If the light has been shining for over 2000 years why does the majority of the world remain in darkness Well Paul answers the question very well 1 Corinthians 117 First Corinthians 1:17, he answers it very, very well. He says, "For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdoms of word, wisdom of words. He's talking about the world's wisdom, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Why, Paul? For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. We talked about foolishness last week, didn't we? But but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Well, in this context, preaching is a proclamation, an open public declaration of a preacher. And according to this passage, the proclamation of a preacher is to do what? The gospel, preach the gospel and the cross of Christ. A preacher openly and publicly declares the gospel and the cross of Christ. Second Timothy one eleven, Paul says, I am appointed a preacher. He says, I am appointed a preacher. What is a preacher? Well, in, in the Greek, preacher is Keru. K E R U X, pronounced Keru. Listen, listen what a preacher is in the Greek, in the, in the context that Paul is telling uh, uh, Timothy. He's a preacher. A preacher, listen, is one who is employed by God in the work of proclaiming salvation. A preacher is one who is employed by God in the work of proclaiming salvation. Salvation. Now we heard Paul say for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. So preachers are employed and sent by God. And then what is their job? Their job is to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Romans 10, 13, Romans 10, 13. Their job is to preach the gospel. Romans 10, 13. He says. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How will they hear without someone who is employed by God in the work of proclaiming the the self proclaiming salvation? And how shall they preach except they be sent? It's, it's interesting when someone says, the Lord has called me to the ministry. Called me to the ministry. God doesn't call anybody to the ministry. He calls us to be saints. He calls us to be saints. He calls sinners to repentance. That's what he said. Jesus says, I call sinners to repentance. Now, after you're saved and after you understand the word of God and you begin to understand the word of God to the point that you can tell somebody else, he might qualify you. And if you are qualified by him, not by yourself, he will send you to proclaim the gospel of salvation. Because he will not send you unless you are qualified. There's a whole lot of them that sent themselves and they have proven that they are not qualified. So in order for souls to come out of darkness, the darkness of ignorance and the captivity of sin, they've got to hear the gospel of Christ Jesus and believe it. And they cannot hear the gospel and believe the gospel without somebody to preach it. And preachers cannot preach the gospel if they have not been employed by God. He's got to hire you. And you know what I like about him? He never misses a payroll. And he makes sure his preachers all have plenty to eat (laughs) and a place to sleep. So the answer to why the majority of the world is still in darkness, even though the light of Christ is still shining, is because preachers are few and far between. Right. Just because someone stands in a pulpit does not mean they are a preacher. Come on here. Come on. And if they're preaching the gospel of prosperity and that which is not even a gospel, then they're not preaching. If they're preaching, you're going to get that house, you're going to get that car, you're going to get that job you're not qualified for, like you, the preacher. <laughs> That's not the gospel. That is not the gospel. The gospel is you are a sinner. You came into this world as a sinner. You need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. You need the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in tongues. And if you don't, you're going to hell. All right now. Come on here. Jesus suffered, bled and died on the cross. He shed his blood so that if you accept that, if you believe it, you can be saved from the wrath that is coming elder was singing this morning there's a storm out on the ocean mm-hmm. and it's moving this whole way yes, sir. and we see it moving. Oh, yes. there have been more there have been mass killings all over the world now yes. mass shootings all over the world within 24 hours there was a, a, a mass, two mass shootings. Black men are beating up black men now yes. police are beating up black yes. men. I mean, it used to be just gangs beating up black men and gangs beating up each other. Now police have become gangs and they're beating up black folks. But they've been doing that for a long time. They've been doing that for a long time. It's, it's It's just, they just, yeah, it's just coming to light. That's the storm. Pestilence, that's the storm. Earthquakes, that's the storm. The diseases, that's the storm. And it's coming. And you know what Jesus said? He says, "When you see all this happening, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If you've been baptized in my name and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, don't worry about a thing. But you know why? Because it just means I'm on my way. It, the more you see stuff going on, the more shootings, the more diseases, the more pain, the more misery, the more destruction, the more Ukraine and Putin's war. The more that you see, the more them king, the King Moron and his and his morons." The more you see all this stuff going on, look up. Just look up because I'm on my way. These are the signs that I am on my way. And that's what preachers need to be preaching. You need to be saved. You need to be saved while you have an opportunity because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. Mm. So why is the majority of the world still in darkness, even though the light of Christ Jesus is shining? Because preachers are few and far between. Jesus said it very well. He said, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Those who need to hear the gospel and be saved are in the majority, but preachers are in the minority. Those who need to hear the gospel and be saved are in the majority, but the preachers are in the minority. Every person that claims to be a preacher is not. We already understand preachers are employed and sent by God to preach the cross of Christ. And if they don't preach the cross of Christ, then they have not been employed by God and they are impostors. And I said it just like on purpose. They're impostors. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They don't come in the door. They come over the fence. They are in the darkness of ignorance and they are imprisoned in sin. And I said it last week. The more foolishness, the more ridiculous and the more nonsense they talk, people just love them. There is a a church in downtown Dallas, huge congregation. As a matter of fact, his choir is bigger than my congregation. And you know what he says? Right now, Jesus is undertaking the greatest construction project in heaven. He's up there building mansions. What a perversion and corruption of John 14. I doubt if anybody's getting saved in his church. Plus you know he believes that, the, that, that that Jesus is the second person of the Trinity and the Holy Spirit is the third. And they're sending them all to hell and he's going to hell with them. Bible says. Though Israel be the, as the numbered as the sands of the sea, only a remnant shall be saved. We are the new Israel. We are the Israel of God. And we are also in that remnant. How do I know we're in that remnant? Because we're Acts 238 saved. Right, How do I know we're in that remnant? Because we know that the name of the father is Jesus. We know that the name of the Son is Jesus and we know know that the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. And that's how we know we're in that remnant and we shall be saved. Hmm. Therefore, they cannot lead souls out of darkness because they're in darkness too. How can you lead someone out of darkness if you're in darkness with them? Earlier we heard Paul say, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. The preaching of the cross is the open public declaration of what God accomplished for humanity in the body of Christ Jesus. The preaching of the cross is the open public declaration of what God accomplished for humanity in the body of Christ Jesus. God, who commanded the light to shine on, out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. Why? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. His light is shining in our hearts. His light is shining in our hearts. We've got the light of the knowledge of God shining in our hearts. We have seen the face of Christ Jesus. The preaching of the cross is conveyance. Of the light of the knowledge of God in this dark world. Yes, yes, yes. And the only means by which the light of the knowledge of the glory of God can be seen is in the face of Jesus Christ. And his face can only be seen one way, through the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah. Titus 1 3 says, God hath in due times manifested his word through preaching. Titus 1, 3, God has in due times manifested his word. He's made his word real. He's made, he's revealed his word. He's made his word available. How? Through preaching. His word is manifested. Jesus is clearly seen and he is openly revealed. How? By the preaching of the cross. But here's the problem, Sister Richmond. The preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. The preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. In other words, the gospel of Christ Jesus. It's foolishness to those who are lost in darkness and held by the captivity of sin. That's interesting. The preaching of the cross crosses foolishness to some folks. Some even say it's irrelevant. It was for that time. Some even say it's unimportant. They simply don't want to hear the gospel. Folks don't want to hear the gospel. They don't want to hear it. And guess what? They're lost because they don't want to hear the gospel. And they they can't hear the gospel because they're lost. They can't hear the gospel because they're lost. You know, if every person that visited this ministry stayed, I would have to build a bigger place. But they don't want to hear the gospel. And it gets me cuz they'll 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 come up to me after I preach and say, Oh, I really enjoyed that. That was really rich. And then they say those words that I hate to hear. I will be back. When what they're really saying is, I will never ever set foot in this church again. You know why? Because they don't. I used to be a salesman in my career. I was a salesman. I sold furniture and then I also sold electronics and we had a saying and it was B-backs ain't greenbacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> B-backs ain't greenbacks. So any, and it, every, it happens every time. Oh, I just enjoyed your preaching. I really did. I, I'll be back. No, you know why? Because I preach the cross. I preach the gospel. I can't preach nonsense. When someone comes into this ministry, I owe it to them not to preach them nonsense. As a matter of fact, I not only owe it to them, I owe it to my employer. Yes, yes, yes. I owe it to my employer to preach the gospel. If there's just three folks sitting in here, I'm still going to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach it like the place is full. If, if there's just one person in here, if just nobody's here but Sister Minister and my wife, I'm going to preach the gospel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got that? because that's what I'm supposed to do. They hate the preaching. They, they, they hate the preaching of the cross. They have eyes that cannot see, and they have ears that cannot hear. Paul says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So not only are those who believe not lost and in darkness, they're blind. That's the consequence of not believing. I say you need to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. The minute they say, I, I don't believe that, then now that gives the Holy Ghost, I mean, gives the, 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 the devil the opportunity now to blind them. That's the consequence. Soon as they say, I don't believe Jesus died on the cross, that gives, a, that, I, that gives the, 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 the devil the opportunity now to blind them so they can't see the gospel. That's the consequences. So not only are those who believe not lost in dark, they're blind. The light of the glorious gospel of Christ is shining, but they cannot see it. They have eyes that cannot see and ears that will not hear. Paul told Timothy, preach the word, proclaim the gospel, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke. Exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Yes, yes. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap, themselves, heap to themselves teachers. Uh-huh. That's 2 Timothy 4.3. It says teachers. Notice he doesn't say preachers. Uh-huh. He says they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. There's another one that stands in the pulpit and he tells jokes. And there's another one that's been doing it for a long time and he just actually does a a stand up and folks just laugh. He says the time will come. That time is now. The world of organized religion is lost in the darkness and blind because they choose darkness rather than light. John 3.19, John 3.19, John 3.19, Jesus says, this is the condemnation. that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved so Jesus says the world loves darkness because their deeds are evil they lie they kill, they cheat, they steal, they commit adultery and they hate the preaching of the cross because when they hear the light of the glorious gospel, it exposes them to themselves. All right, it. All right. mm. it exposes them to themselves. That's what happens when the light of the gospel shines on you and you leave it either accepted and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Save me. Or you'll say, I don't believe it. And you reject it. So they would rather remain in darkness and listen to teachers feed them according to the lust of their flesh. Like I said, notice Paul tells P- T- Timothy to preach. He says, but he says, but he says those who, who he says, but he says, excuse me, he tells Timothy to tell them to preach but he says those who will not endure sound doctrine shall heap to themselves teachers. He told Timothy to preach, but he said those who will not endure sound doctrine will turn to teachers. Teachers, they'll appeal to the lust of their flesh and teach them fictitious doctrine. God had your house burned down so he could build you another one. You got fired from that job so God could give you a better job. They repossessed your car so God could give you a better car. No, they repossessed your car because you didn't make the payments. You got fired because you wouldn't come to work on time. And your house burned down because you went to work late and you ran out late and left the the, the stove burning. But you want to blame all that on God. But they preach that nonsense and people eat it up. They love it. God's going to give you all the stuff that the devil stole from you. The devil don't want your stuff. It's all, it's all burned up and repossessed. <laughs> he says the, the lost will have itching ears. The desire to hear something pleasing. Tell me that God is going to give me, bless me with financial bless, abundance. Tell me God is going to bless me with my own business. Tell me how I'm going to get all that stuff the devil took from me. Lie to me. Just lie to me. Lie to me and I'll love you. Tell me the truth and I will hate you with hatred. Second Peter two, one. Second Peter 2.1. Peter calls them false teachers. He doesn't even call them preachers. He calls them false teachers. 2 Peter 2 1. Is this making sense to you? Yes. Yes. But there were false prophets also among the people. Even also, there shall be false teachers among you. So, you know what they're actually saying? Paul and Peter are saying there's no such thing as a false preacher. All right, now. Come on here. There's no such thing as a false preacher. Huh, but it's a false teacher, because if one is a preacher, then they've been employed by God and they're sent. So Paul calls them teachers, and Peter calls them false teachers, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord, denying the Lord that bought them, and bring unto themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness, they shall with feign words make merchandise of you. And that's exactly what they're doing. Through covetousness, they will with feign words make merchandise of you. He says there shall be false teachers denying the Lord that bought them. So although Jesus died to save these false teachers, they will deny him. Yes. Yes. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. Pernicious ways that are actions done with the intent to cause harm. These false teachers will speak evil of the truth, and guess what? The lost will follow them. He says through covetousness, through the desire to have what belongs to someone else, with feign words, with, with vain words, with verbal fabrications and deliberate untruths, they will make merchandise of you. They will view you as something that is profitable to them. These false teachers will speak evil of the truth and the lost will follow them. He says through covetousness, through the desire to have what belongs to someone else with feign words, with verbal fabrications and deliberate untruths, they will make merchandise of you and they will view you as something profitable to them. Peter goes on to say, these are wells without water. What good is a well, Elder, if there's no water in it? Clouds that are carried away with a tempest are just full of hot air. To whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust." Of the flesh. They seduce you according to the desires of your flesh. And the greatest seduction is the money. You're going to get money. You're going to get money. The sign of signs of the blessing of the Lord is that he's going to give you money. And that's another lie. God's going to give you money. God doesn't give anybody money. God don't have no money. He don't need money. God's going to give you money. That's how you'll know he's blessing you. That's how you'll know you'll have stuff. You'll have stuff. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus says if you give, he says men will give into your bosom. Men will. Now the Lord will inspire someone or move on them to bless you with some money to give you some money, mm-hmm. but he's no he don't give anybody any money. But that's a lie from the pit when they tell folks that. Yes, yes, yes. Then that your blessings on the way. Your blessings on the way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? The day I repented of my sins, the day I bat- got baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost, that was the day I got my blessing, yes. Yes. and that was enough yes. blessing for me. Yes. Because it never ends. It just keeps on going. He keeps on blessing me and the blessing never ends. He says false teachers will be wells without water, appearing to be a source of hope and inspiration like clouds blowing, blown away by the wind. They will speak vacuous words that will allure, that will entice words that are pleasing to the ear and attractive to the desires of the flesh. I'm reminded of what one writer says. He said, and I quote, the word of the Lord shall be precious and scarce. There shall be no vision. They shall have, listen, they shall have the written word, Bibles to read, but no ministers to explain and apply it to them. The word of the Lord shall be precious and scarce. There shall be no vision. They shall have the written word, Bibles to read, but no ministers to explain and apply it to them. This world is a sad, sad place. This world is a sad, dark, and desolate place. Mm -hmm. The light of the glorious gospel of Christ Jesus is shining, but the majority of the world cannot see it. Another writer says this, and I quote, The inability of humans to believe in Jesus and enter into the sphere of God's reality is due to their imprisonment in the world of darkness. I'll say that again. The inability of humans to believe in Jesus and enter into the sphere of God's reality is due to their imprisonment in the world of darkness. They're in prison and they don't know they're in prison. Why? Because that's where they were born. Mm -hmm. If you're born in prison and that's all you know. Mm -hmm. But aren't you glad you heard the preaching of the cross? Aren't you glad you heard the preaching of the cross that pulled you out of darkness? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Paul said it very well. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Oh, but Sister Cooper, but unto us which are saved, Uh it is the power of God. Mm -hmm. This truth, though, is both disturbing and comforting. Mm -hmm. Disturbing because the preaching of the cross is foolishness to the lost, those imprisoned in this world of darkness and ignorance. However, this truth is comforting to us who are saved because the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Hallelujah. Power in the Greek is dunamis. Power is ability. Power is capability. Power is strength residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. So by nature of the Holy Ghost dwelling in us, we have ability. By nature of the Holy Ghost dwelling in us, we have capability. By the nature of the Holy Ghost dwelling in us, we have the strength residing in us. We've got the strength to face the vicissitudes of life. We've got the, we've got the strength to stand against depression. We've got the, uh, the strength to stand against this wicked and evil world. We have the ability, we've got the capability, cause it all comes from the Holy Ghost. And we wouldn't have it if it were not for the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah! Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. Hallelujah. 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 The preaching of the cross is the proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And the gospel of Christ is the power of God with the ability, the capability and the strength to bring salvation to everyone that believe how can anyone reject such a wonderful offer? How can anyone reject such a marvelous plan? Yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Salvation. It brings salvation. In the Greek, salvation is soteria. S-O-T-E-R-I-A. Soteria. Listen. Soteria is deliverance not only from the spiritual consequences of sin, but from the pollution of sin itself. Mm. Soteria, salvation, deliverance not only from the spiritual consequences of sin, but from the pollution of sin itself. The spiritual consequences of sin are the darkness of ignorance and blindness to seeing the truth. The pollution of sin is the corruption in your soul. We come here polluted in our souls. We come here inherently corrupt. But you know what, Sister Minister? By the preaching of the cross, we've been delivered from both. By the corruption, of, by the preaching of the cross, we've been delivered from the darkness of sin and the corruption of sin. We have been delivered. We don't have to ask to be delivered. We have been delivered. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians one three. Ephesians one three. I hope you're getting something out of this. Paul says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all." spiritual blessings is that what it says spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love because of the preaching of the cross Because we heard and received the preaching of the cross, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are blessed with spiritual blessings. We are blessed with spiritual blessings. We are blessed with freedom from the eternal consequences of sin. We are blessed with everlasting life. We are blessed with the mind of Christ by which we have the ability to understand and receive the knowledge of God. We are blessed with the mind of Christ by which we have the capacity to comprehend and know the truths of God. We are blessed with the mind of Christ by which we have the strength to endure the vicissitudes of this wicked and evil world. We are blessed with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We are blessed by the precious blood of Christ that covers our souls. We are blessed by his holiness. We are blessed by his righteousness. We are blessed by his peace. We are blessed by his joy. We are blessed by the power of the Holy Ghost dwelling in our souls that is keeping us blameless before him, before the presence of his glory. Hallelujah. And we received all of these blessings. We received the power of the Holy Ghost. We received his precious blood. We received his holiness. We received his peace. We received his joy. Why? Because we heard the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah. So the preaching of the cross is not foolishness to us who are saved. We thank God for the preaching of the cross. The preaching of the cross is the power of God that healed us from the sickness of sin. The preaching of the cross is the power of God that has saved us from the wrath that is to come. The preaching of the cross is the power of God that will keep us saved, sanctified and filled until the day of redemption. The preaching of the cross is the power of God that cleansed us from the corruption and pollution of sin. The preaching of the cross is the power of God that purified our souls. The preaching of the cross is the power of God that released us from the power of death. The preaching of the cross is the power that rescued us from the one who has the power of death. The preaching of the cross is the power of God that brought us out of darkness into his marvelous life. Yes, yes, yes. We are truly, Thank truly thankful Thank Lord, for the preaching of the cross. Thank you for by the preaching of the cross, we know that God yes. so loved the world yes, he did. that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him yes. Yes. should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He that believeth not on him, he that believeth on him, excuse me, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Why? Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The Son of God whom they whipped all night long. The Son of God who carried that cross up that hill. The Son of God whom they nailed to the tree. The Son of God whom they pierced in the side. The Son of God who hung his head and said, it is finished. The Son of God who de- descended into hell yes. to set the captives free. The Son of God who got up on the third day, Hallelujah. having defeated death, hell, yes. and the grave. Yes. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. the Son of the living God. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Yes. Oh, bless his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! We heard the preaching of the cross. We receive the preaching of the cross. We are saved and free from condemnation because we believe the preaching of the cross. And because we believe the preaching of the cross, we shall not perish. Yes, sir. For the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But to us, Who are saved, the preaching of the cross is the power of God. Let's give the Lord some praise. Oh, thank Him for the preaching of the cross. Thank God for the preaching of the cross. Father, we thank You that You sent a preacher. To preach the gospel to us, we thank you that we heard the gospel, we believe the gospel, we received the gospel, we repented, we were baptized in your name and filled with your precious Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father, for the gospel. Thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Anyone who need a prayer this morning? Anyone who need a prayer? Questions or comments? Questions or comments?